0: Thanks so much for tuning in to KPCG Radio today. You can listen to any of our shows. There are well over 10 now. I think it might be 12. Constantly, our program lineup is expanding here on kpcg.fm. 101.3 on the FM dial in the Edmond, Oklahoma area. We're broadcasting to you from the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus here in Edmond, Oklahoma. God's people should love their country and people. That's why Celtic throne is patriotic. Recently, Armstrong International Cultural Foundation chairman Gerald Flurry gave this quote. Now the foundation puts on Celtic throne. This is a music and dance production, and it traces the line of the ancient Israelite King David as his descendants kept the spirit of godly music and dance alive through all their travels, starting in Jerusalem but moving northwest all the way across Europe into. Ireland, Scotland, England and eventually crossing the Atlantic Ocean and entering what became the United States of America. And throughout this show, which again was performed yesterday, July 11th here at Armstrong Auditorium, there is a lot of patriotism. A lot of appreciation expressed for particularly Ireland, Scotland, England, and the United States. Now, recently as well, Mr. Flurry said, if some don't like the patriotism and Celtic throne, who cares? We make no apology. That's just a paraphrase there. But that's right. Celtic throne is unapologetically patriotic this really you could say and many audience members have said life changing performance has been on tour last year and this year in Missouri, South Dakota Texas, Arkansas Tennessee, Alabama elsewhere in Oklahoma besides Here in Edmond, as you can probably tell from that list, the show has mainly been confined to states that are not so strict with the lockdown measures and all the other over the top, supposedly health measures that have been in place around the world for well over a year now. What perfect timing for this show to come on the scene when so many people are being oppressed by their own governments and convinced by their own fake media to be afraid of everything. Now this does bring up the question, the patriotism of Celtic throne. Is it okay to be patriotic? What does God think about patriotism? Why? Why is it so important to infuse Celtic throne with patriotism? We have to realize first that loving our nation cannot be the top priority. Most people who are very patriotic would probably say otherwise the Philadelphia Church of God, which sponsors KPCG Radio, definitely condones proper patriotism. And yet, it's very different from what you will hear in most places because there has to be a different priority. That priority is God first. God must come first if our patriotism is going to be proper. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20 talks about true Christians on earth today. And it says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Think about an ambassador. That is someone living in a foreign nation and representing his home nation. He speaks on behalf of his home nation. So if we're going to be ambassadors for Christ, no matter where we live on earth, that is not our primary nation. We're a part of God's spiritual nation first. You can see that in 1 Peter 2. Verse 9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. That you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And then verse 11, Peter is beseeching the brethren as strangers and pilgrims. So again, wherever we live. Could be America, it could be anywhere else. True Christians are supposed to be ambassadors of God's nation. However, just because we're ambassadors, just because our physical nations on earth where we live are not our top priority, doesn't mean we have to be hostile toward them in any way. It just means that we're looking. Beyond this physical life. The great patriarch Abraham looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Hebrews 11 verse 10. Abraham sought new Jerusalem. He saw beyond the upcoming world tomorrow, that thousand year period of peace on earth after Jesus Christ's return to a city that will descend from the heavens with God, the father himself and new Jerusalem will be established on earth. Abraham saw thousands of years into the future. His primary loyalty was to a nation that he couldn't even see yet. And that he still hasn't seen. He'll only see it when he's resurrected at Christ's return. And after another thousand years. So he'll have to wait a very long time to see New Jerusalem. Yet that is where his loyalty was. Like I alluded to. There is a right kind of patriotism and a wrong kind. This is an article from our website, PCG.Church, titled, What Does God Think About Patriotism? And as I've said, as Celtic Throne shows, there is a right kind of patriotism. When patriotism is done properly... It is one of the best emotions or actions we could possibly have. It says here patriotism is a devotion to and vigorous support for your country. Some people consider patriotism to be a form of idolatry, putting nation before God and therefore a sin. You see that is where patriotism goes off track. If we don't put God first, however, there is a way to be intensely patriotic toward your nation while fully upholding God's law. Matthew 22 gives us this principle, verse 37. Shows how we need to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. And how that's the first and great commandment, Matthew 22, verse 38. And then verse 39, and the second is like unto it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Really, in this passage, Jesus Christ is summing up the Ten Commandments. The first four are about love toward God, the last six are about love toward neighbor. And here Christ is saying we should love our neighbor as ourself. That's the principle we have to apply to patriotism. That's the principle you will notice in Celtic throne. There is love expressed for four different nations. Ireland, Scotland, England, and the United States. There there is a strong emphasis on the positive aspects, the righteous history of those nations. And even during the American Medley in the second half of the show, even during all of the standing and singing with the performers on stage as the American flag waves on screen. It is in no way putting down any other nation. It's not an attack on any other group of people. Celtic throne really does fulfill this principle of loving your neighbor as yourself. We are American The performers in Celtic Throne are American. And yet they joyfully express the beauty of Ireland, Scotland, and the great British Empire as well. America, of course, is going to be an extension of ourselves. Our nation is really part of who we are. So we're going to love our nation if we can identify with it as we should be able to. There's nothing wrong with loving our nation. The problem is when we start to put down and be hostile toward other groups of people as a result of the wrong kind of patriotism. The Celtic throne is extremely... Moving, if you understand the great Almighty God who gave those blessings to our nations. The second half opens with some narration about America being founded in grit and hard work, how those who worked hard became successful, how the country was blessed for its moral foundation. Our founders did, after all, base our nation's documents on the Bible. That is something to be celebrated. And yet in Celtic throne, it's also very emotional to see the bad news on display. There's narration about the cycle of history and how people who are blessed and living in abundance like our nations have received become complacent lawlessness creeps in and then correction comes and it is sad to think about all that God has done for our nation yet we have rejected him so Celtic throne does help us to recognize God's hand in the nations of Israel Here's a quote from our book, The United States and Britain in Prophecy, Chapter 3. This is written by the late educator and theologian Herbert W. Armstrong. It's available to you for free at thetrumpet.com. Mr. Armstrong wrote, We must realize if we would understand a peculiar fact. The Holy Bible is the particular book of a definite nationality, the children of Israel. It is undeniable it's history from Genesis to Revelation is primarily the history of one nation or people, the Israelites. Other nations are mentioned only insofar as they come into contact with Israel. All its prophecy, too, pertains primarily to this people of Israel and to other nations only insofar as they come into contact with Israel. The Bible tells of these Israelites and their God. It was inspired by the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, committed to writing through Israelites exclusively, and preserved until after the New Testament was written by these Israelites. In its sacred passages, we read that all the promises and the covenants of God, all the sonship and the glory belong solely to Israel. Romans 9 verse 4. So, Celtic throne does underscore this fact, how God is directly involved in the nations of Israel. The United States and Britain in prophecy will prove to you that the modern descendants of ancient Israel do include Ireland, Scotland, England, and the United States. There are other nations too. Our peoples scattered around the world to where God planned for them to live. And these nations stand out because they are very blessed. But why do we care about the Bible if it's a book about Israel? If you live in South America or Africa or Asia or one of the many places on earth, where it's not a modern nation of Israel, why should you care about the Bible? Well, we have to understand God's master plan. We have to zoom out and see the big picture. Teaching like this in the United States and Britain in prophecy has been accused of being racist And yet, as Mr. Armstrong said, it's about a nationality. A nation isn't a race. Yes, the Israelites were white, but they also invited anyone into their camp who would obey God's law like they did. Anyone who would assimilate. And you see that a lot today. America's known as the great melting pot. Now, ideally, the people we let into our nations would value our laws and want to keep those laws and want to contribute to the culture and the strength of their new nation. That's a good thing when people come in and they appreciate the greatness of their new country and want to be fully a part of that. But it's not a book about whiteness. The Bible's not about whiteness. It's about Israel. There are plenty of non-Israelites in the world who are also white. And there are plenty of other people too. God is very specifically focused on Israel, though, in the Bible. So again, why should you care? If you do not live in an English-speaking Israelitish nation... Why should you care about the Bible? Well, Celtic throne, our music and dance production also answers that question. The whole world will one day become Israel. There's physical Israel and there's spiritual Israel. There's nations on earth that are the descendants of Israel and There are members of God's one true church today who are the start of spiritual Israel. Spiritual Israel is the family of God. And every human being who has ever lived will have an opportunity to be a part of that family. But again, we have to understand God's master plan. God started with Adam and Eve But they rebelled against him. They set the wrong course for all of human civilization. So then God proved that by choosing one nation, Israel, and giving them every advantage, giving them close contact with him, giving them his law so they'd know how to be successful, giving them a great environment and heredity, that they would still fail. God proved that. We can learn from that lesson. We can learn from that history, the lesson that any human being without God's Holy Spirit ultimately will fail. Without guidance from God, without being led by the power, the Holy Spirit of God, We're all helpless. Ancient Israel repeatedly failed God. Our nations today, the nations of Israel today, are crippled by sin. Despite having every historical advantage, despite having God on their side at the start of their nation. So once Israel failed, God moved to the next step in his plan, establishing his church, this time giving those people access to his Holy Spirit, because that's the only way we can successfully follow God. You see, Israel was just a step in God's master plan. He went from Adam and Eve rebelling and turning all of civilization off course to narrowing in and trying to work with Israel and proving that they couldn't obey because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. And now he's working with the church. He's working with spiritual Israel. And the church today has that power of God's Holy Spirit and is doing a powerful work, such as through Celtic throne. Here's another quote in the United States and Britain in Prophecy chapter 3. Mr. Armstrong is making this distinction here. First, he quotes from Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3, where God promised to Abraham, I will make of you a great nation, and in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. Mr. Armstrong writes, Notice the twofold promise. One, I will make of you a great nation, the national material promise that his flesh-born children should become a great nation. A promise of race. Two, and in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. The spiritual promise of grace. So there are two promises here. Abraham obeyed, he stood out from the entire world because of his obedience. So God blessed his descendants, the modern nations of Israel, the nations patriotically depicted in Celtic throne. And it's good to recognize God's hand in those nations. But then there's the promise of grace as well. And that includes absolutely everybody. Genesis 22 verse 18 says, and in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Mr. Armstrong writes, this particular one seed refers to Christ. Mr. Armstrong continues, this is a pivotal point. This is the point where professing Christians and their teachers jump the track of truth. This is the point where they switch off the track that would lead them to the missing master key to the prophecies. They miss the fact that God gave Abraham promises of physical race as well as spiritual grace. Celtic throne is the United States and Britain in prophecy in dance form. It fulfills both commissions of God's work to warn the world and to feed the flock or God's church. It is unapologetically patriotic. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 1130 a.m. Central Time.